Well, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. All right, guys, this is Natalie Olson, and I am so happy you have tuned into another Moments with Natalie Olson. Well, today I want to dig back into Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And on my last uh, podcast, we talked about the temptation of Jesus Christ, how the wilderness actually pushed Jesus into a place of ministry, into a place where he could be ministered to. Today, I want to reevaluate this. I want to dig back into um, Matthew chapter four. And through the word of God, I want you to see how the wilderness can actually be a site and be a setup for spiritual warfare, war of the soul, war of the soul. Let's dig in. I want to begin in, um, we'll just go through chapter four. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says this, afterwards, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the lonely wilderness in order to reveal his strength against the accuser by going through the ordeal of testing. Let me pause right there. That's what we talked about last week. The lonely wilderness actually revealed the strength of Jesus Christ against the accuser. So our wildernesses actually help formulate our identity in Christ. The wilderness uh, brings a manifestation of what God has put down on the inside of you. Let's go to verse two. And after fasting for 40 days, Jesus was extremely weak and famished. Then the tempter came to entice him to provide food by doing miracle. So he said to Jesus, how can you possibly be the son of God and go hungry? Just order these stones to be turned into loaves of bread. He answered, the scriptures say bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word which constantly goes forth from God's mouth. Let's pause right there at that one. So here, Satan is actually coming in to mess with Jesus's emotions. Let me tell you why. Satan is trying to get Jesus to act on his emotions, not obedience to God. Watch this. At the, at the end of this verse, it says, bread alone will not satisfy, but Life is found in every word which constantly goes forth from God's mouth. Jesus Christ was in a position of obeying what God had commanded him to do. Satan is coming in and a lot of times we'll say, no, I'm under attack. I want you to see the uniqueness of this temptation. And remember, the purpose of this wilderness experience is to reveal 
the reveal Jesus's strength against the accuser. So Satan here is, is playing on Jesus's emotions. Jesus was extremely weak, and famished. He was tired. So Satan, listen to what Satan says. How can you possibly be the son of God and go hungry? That's Satan uh, 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 messing with the, the emotional state of Jesus to get him to contradict or to not be in a place of obedience to what God has spoken over his life. Let me also make a note here uh, uh, um, concerning this verse. We're at see verse four here where he says, bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word which constantly goes forth from God's mouth. God hadn't given Jesus permission to turn stones into bread. And the deal is if Jesus would have acted emotionally, okay, if he would not have uh, 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 um, uh, allowed, you know, if he would have allowed Satan to push him prematurely, concerning the power that he has being the son of God, guess what? <laughs> he would have been in trouble today because the deal is this. Later on in his ministry, Jesus turns bread, multiplies bread and feeds the people. Can you imagine what would have happened if Jesus would have acted based on what's, what Satan had said? Do you know we get emotional sometimes based on what people say? You know, I, I, people can say something similar to us and we end up doing things based on trying to prove ourselves. Many people who've been rejected, many people who uh, 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 um, feel insecure a lot of times do things not in obedience to God, but trying to prove a point. If Jesus would have rolled his emotions, there is no way he would have been able to multiply bread because in that instance, bread, a changing of the bread would have only glorified him. God would not have been glorified through this miracle. A lot of times the Lord is trying to bring miracles in our lives, but because we allow the enemy to get us to ride on emotions, again, the enemy would love for you to emotionally shut people out. The enemy will, again, this is the warfare after your soul. Your soul is your will, your mind, and your emotions. And right here, the enemy is working it in the emotional state. He is trying to get Jesus so emotional that he does not obey God. How many times have Satan come to you like that? Meaning he gets you so upset that you get yourself in, in a place of disobedience. He gets you so depressed. I'm talking about emotions. See, we're quick to blame Satan for this. We're, I'm talking about when we give in. We're quick to say it's a demonic attack when it's not. It's Satan trying to play your emotions and you give in. Jesus Christ did not give in to his emotions. He stood on the word of God and says, bread alone will not satisfy. But every word that comes out of God's mouth is what's key. So he, Jesus Christ, overrode his emotions with 
him being obedient to God's word. How many today find yourselves in an emotional mess? You've did things. You've said things because you were tempted. And it caused you to not obey God's word. God's word says be angry, sin not. How many times is the enemy going to continue to ruffle you emotionally for you to give in to his tactics? Let's move on to the next one. That's Satan after emotions. Second, verse five. And again, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Then the accuser transported Jesus to the holy city of Jerusalem and, and perched him at the highest point of the temple and said to him, if you're really God's son, jump and the angels will catch you. For it is written in the scriptures, he will command his angels to protect you and they will lift you up so that you will never bruise your foot on a rock. Once again, Jesus said to him, the scriptures say, you must never put the Lord your God to test. Now, here it's not an emotional thing. Here it's a will. Mm. He's, he's coming after Jesus's willpower, will, the will. When you think of a will, will is your ability to do something or not do something. It's a choice. It's, it's where you make your decisions. Yes, I'm going to jump to prove you wrong. No, I'm not going to jump. Here, Satan is trying Jesus's patience and his pride. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, um, patience in manifesting that he is the son of God, but pride not to do things prematurely again. Okay. So he says in, in, in verse seven, you must never put the Lord, your God to the test. Okay. Now in this scripture right here, it's, it's really showing you that, that, uh, uh um, the temptation on him being the son of God. And, and it, it's showing you Satan trying to force God uh, to jump. Jesus is being tested over restraining his power as the son of God and waiting until God says it's time for him to do these miracles. So now Satan is attacking the wheel. And the deal is, Jesus has to restrain himself. So we're talking about a patience here. Jesus is manifesting the fruit of the spirit. If you go back a chapter, the Holy Spirit just ascended on him like a dove. Now you see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit with patience. The fruit of the spirit is manifesting. Why? Because he recognizes and deals with his will. There are some of us who do things so prematurely simply because of our emotions, simply because of an accuser, simply because of what we see as well. Here, uh, you got to understand that Satan put him in a high place where he looked over a, a, a city. He looked over Jerusalem and says, if you are really the son of God, again, tempting him to prove himself, you'll jump. 
<laughs> How many times has Satan come to you and say, if the Lord was really going to help you, if the Lord was really going to provide for you, uh, uh, he would have did it by now. Go on and get the, the, the payday loan. I'm just giving you a practical example here. <laughs> how, what about, you know, how many times has he tempted you in such a way? You know, uh, 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 if your husband really loved you, uh, he would buy you stuff. And now you let other folk in your business. Do you get what I'm saying? Here, Satan is, is attempting to, to distort and attempting to get uh, Jesus to act on or to act out of his will, out of his character, and not manifest the fruit of the Spirit. All right, let's move on, and I'm almost done. Verse 8, And the third time the accuser lifted Jesus up into a very high mountain range and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the splendor that goes with it. And all these kingdoms I will give to you, the accuser said, if only you will kneel down before me and worship me. But Jesus said, go away, enemy, for the scripture says, kneel before the Lord your God and worship only him. Now Satan is after the mind. Okay, he's after his mind now because he's asking him worship him, kneel down before him. He, he's, he's messing with him mentally. <laughs> I mean, mentally, when it comes to who we worship and who we serve, it, it's not only an act of your will, but also an act of your mind. I'm talking about mentally choosing who to bow down to, who to serve. So the devil was in the wilderness, was simply after his soul. Do you see every part of it here? He was after his soul. <laughs> he was after his mind, mentally having him to worship Satan. He was after his will by saying, if you are the son of God, jump, do something prematurely out to do something to prove yourself. And then he was after him emotionally at the beginning of this saying, turn the stones into bread. Well, guess what? A lot of times we enter into seasons of wildernesses, just like I, I, I talked about last week. The purpose of the wilderness, again, is not to destroy you. But the purpose of the wilderness was simply so that you can see the power that you have over the accuser. But the deal is, in every situation, in every sense where he was being tempted, he put the word of God on it. It was the word, just like he said before, every word that constantly goes from the mouth of God is what was used to combat Satan. And as you know, by that third time, after speaking the word and commanding him to leave, he left. A lot of times we do the commanding, we'll do and, and command the devil to go and we'll bind the devil. But have we put ourselves in a position of obedience? Have we dealt with ourselves emotionally? Have we dealt with our will? 
Meaning, are you doing things that line up with what God has said? And also, uh, where is the state of your mind? You want victory over the warfare that the enemy is giving you in the wilderness. But the deal is you have to deal with your soul. You have to deal with your emotions. A lot of times it's our emotions that get us out of the will of God by doing our own will and we become mentally unstable. This is a warfare tactic of the enemy. Not only does he bring demons, but he brings attacks of the soul. Are you in a position to deal with your soul? Have you been doing warfare, not from the soulish realm, but simply from a spiritual realm and not allowing what is happening in the heavens to manifest here on the earth. We war again, not after flesh and blood, but the deal is this. As we make decrees in the heavens, binding the devil, have you done what needs to be done emotionally that will secure what you have bound? Okay, let me explain that one. We, if Satan is attacking emotionally, and the deal is, it's not necessarily attack. Let me correct that. Okay. We'll say Satan is attacking us. Satan only tempts you to, to ride on your emotions. And once you act out on your emotions, he comes in and then you declare I'm under attack. If you would look at Jesus carefully here, Satan did not come and attack him. Satan came and tempt him. He shut it down by using the word of God. We use the word and the authority of God by saying, I bind you, Satan. You know, I rebuke you, Satan. But can you bind and rebuke when you have joined emotionally to him by his suggestions? If you've gotten angry and cussed somebody out, how can you bind the very thing that you've loosed out of your mouth, out of your emotions? So <laughs> think about that. Not only emotions, but your will. Here, your will, you have allowed yourself to cuss somebody out, an act of your free will, but you want to bind the devil. <laughs> you want to rebuke him. You want to cast him out. Uh, uh, your mind, because of your emotions, because of your will, now you're at a mental, it's like mentally we become unsure. A lot of times when we're an emotional mess and we're acting out and not in the will of God, we become mentally unstable. You begin to question, is God really for me? You begin to wonder, is God going to help me out of this? You sometimes get your, yourself in a place of doubt. So if we are going to fight this war effectively, take after the example of Jesus Christ. Jesus shows us how to range, how to do effective warfare in the wilderness. And it's us dealing with our will, our mind, and our emotions. Well, that is it for me. Thank you so much, guys, for hopping in with me uh, to this podcast on today. Uh, I, I would love for you to visit our online community and, and come in and share and learn and grow with us. 
uh, please feel free to visit my website, sozohealth.today. And guess what? I'll be back next Friday to share even more with you. God bless till we meet again.